Welcome to Whores Talk Whore. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. Hello and welcome to Whores Talk Horror. I'm Sharon. And I'm Melinda. And oh my god, you guys, we are so excited about this episode. Today, we are doing a very special interview long distance all the way from New Zealand. Unfortunately, we are not in New Zealand, but our guest is... Listeners of our show know that I have been waiting a very, very long time to watch the show Wellington Paranormal. It's finally available in the States, and I was thrilled to finally watch seasons one and two this summer. And today we are super lucky to get the chance to chat with one of the stars of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, the hilarious and fantastic Karen O'Leary. Karen, welcome to the show. Uh, kia ora koutou, uh, nei mai haere mai, thank you very much. Um, ko mai tārangi te uh, maunga, ko waipahi, waipahi te aua, um, ko Anne Rawa, ko Steve Okumatua, ko Claire Taku Tuakana, ko Joe Taku Taina, ko Melvin Taku Tama, uh, ko Eilish Wilson uh, Taku Tōwahini, uh, no Whanganui a Tara Ahau, ko Karen Taku Ingoa. Tēnā koutou. What? <laughs> I just said to you, my mountain is Mount Victoria, my my river is Waipahihi, my um my mum and dad are Anne and Steve, my big sister is Claire, my little sister is Joe, my son is Melvin, and my partner is Iris Wilson, and I am Karen, and I'm from Wellington. That's what I said. Wow. Good awesome. <laughs> Well, so usually we do have our guests introduce themselves first off, but um, before we do that, we need to give you and the cast and crew of Wellington Paranormal a big, huge congratulations because you guys are a huge success. According to the international streaming guide called Just Watch, Wellington Paranormal was the most streamed show in the U.S. back in July, even ahead of Ted Lasso, which won like 50 million Emmys just like a few weeks ago. Where is my Emmy? Like, surely it's a matter of time. Is it next year or? Next year. Probably, but you got more viewers. So that's what I, I think that's a success. Yeah. What's it like being the star of like the most streamed show in the U.S.? Oh, I don't know. It's just, it's, <laughs> I feel, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Um, I just, it makes me laugh all of the time. And I often put to myself and think, how on earth has this happened to me in my life? You know, especially <laughs> someone that's a teacher first and foremost, and then has accidentally ended up on a TV show that's now number one in the U.S. and is in the Rolling Stone magazine, right? Ha ha, this is really funny. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? I was about to say oh, yes. word, but then was, yes. maybe I can't swear. It's yeah. called Horse Talk Horror, so swear, yeah, yeah, swear as much as you funny. want. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you listening who do not know, Jermaine Clement, who is one of the creators of Wellington Paranormal, actually tweeted about this accomplishment. I don't know if you, you yeah, read this yeah. tweet, but he said, quote, and I'm not going to do a new New Zealand accent because I don't want to embarrass myself. But he oh, said, yeah. quote, do it, do it, Sharon. Come on, Sharon. Try one. You really want me well, to? Well, if, I'll say it and then you copy me. What's the, okay. What was the tweet? It was like, um, he yeah. said, what the heck, USA? Yeah. What the heck, USA? What the heck, USA? What? I. It's I, not A. I. USA. <laughs> what the heck, USA? What the yes, heck? Better. What the heck, USI? 
And then he yep, said, no. <laughs> then he said, we didn't even know if you understood what we were saying. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think people did. That's why they had to watch it so many times. That was, that's why we got the streaming number one. Because they're like, yeah. what are they actually trying to say? Well, I'm not going to lie. Um, I did have to watch every episode with the subtitles. But to be fair, I watched what? everything with the subtitles. I watched everything with the subtitles now. American shows, everything. Because it just makes it so much easier to understand. Um, but, you know, so he's not wrong. But the show is hilarious and fantastic. Um, and that's why it's number one yeah. in the U.S. It's because it's so damn good. Well, thank you. It's very kind of you to say. <laughs> it's the truth. All right. So I'll now, take it. <laughs> um, and now that we got the big congrats out of the way, um, we'll come back to more questions about Wellington Paranormal in a yep. bit, um, or as I call it, Welly Para. Do they call it that in New Zealand? Uh, all the time. They call it Welly Para. So it sounds kind of different, but it's pretty much the same. Welly Para. Was and that like, different no, than what para. I said? You said Welly Para. <laughs> And it's okay. like, that sounds cooler. It's like more flash, but we're like, welly para. Welly para. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that was it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, I, I needed you before I went to New Zealand. I've been there twice, actually. So I could have used your help before I went to blend in a bit more. Well, look, next time you come over, if we ever open our borders again, because we're obviously shut off <laughs> to the whole world right now, and no one can come here because we've got such a beautiful place that we don't want anyone to come in and infiltrate it. Um, but if we do open up, then I'm, I'm your tour guide right there. Sweet. Absolutely. I'm, I'm taking you up on that because I, I, I've I, never been, so I'd love to go. Why have you never been to New Zealand? Because yeah, I'm, I'm a jerk. Always. Yeah, well, I, well I, I'm starting to learn that now. I'm, I didn't want to learn that about you, but. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> have, wait, have you, ever been to the, have you ever been to the States? Yeah, that's a funny question. Um, but it's not that funny. But um, no, I I was gonna go to the states, but then because of my but then we suck. No. In, you what? I what said, but say? then you found out we suck, and then no, you're like, no, no. Because, no, because I had some indiscretions in my youth, um, and America is very hard to get into if you've had any indiscretions in your youth. Slash, you've had fun times with the police, which is ironic because now I am a pretend police officer. Um, I wasn't eligible to come into your country for a long time. But now oh. I am, and also now my partner is living in L.A., so I'm going to be coming over there, hopefully, on Boxing Day. Oh. Oh, okay. We, yeah. we uh, found out the hard way what Boxing Day is because um, when me oh, and my husband – Boxing Day. We don't have Boxing Day here, and we um, the last time I was there was in 2015, and we arrived on Christmas. and no, we the 27th. Oh, did we? Yeah, we skipped, I don't know. You know, yeah. when you fly there, it takes 24 hours to fly. We left on Christmas. Yeah. We arrived, I think, on Boxing Day, and everything was closed down. So we, like, <laughs> all of our plans for that day, like, went out the window. Yeah, because it's Boxing Day. But I don't even know what Boxing Day is for. What is Boxing Day? Like, do you put all your stuff back in the box and then you go for Christmas? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we I'll, just call I'll, that I'll Black Friday. I probably know. I'll try and find out. Let, yeah, let us know. Email us when you find out. Yeah, I'll email you. Yeah, for sure. I'll <laughs> to, to be fair, I haven't been outside of the U.S. a whole lot in general just because of happenstance. And so New Zealand's on my list. It's not that I was avoiding New Zealand by any means. Top it's just that list. it didn't happen yet. Oh, yeah. As long yet. as we're at the top of the list, then, then I'm happy with that. And I'm happy to show you around when you get here, finally. 
Um, as long as you don't go to Australia first, because if you go to Australia, then you're dead to me. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Thank you. Um, so you've already told us a little bit about yourself in the intro and, um, you know, just tell us a little bit more about you. Uh, where did you grow up in New Zealand? You said, well, you said Wellington, right? Absolutely. Yes. Wellington. Yeah. And how did you get into acting? Anything else you want to share with us? Sure. A synopsis of this or a really long drawn out story. You know what? Whatever you want to give us, we would love to listen. <laughs> I'm very bad at synopses. So I'll just tell you, well, I grew up in Miramar, which is right near the airport in Wellington, with my lovely mum and dad and my two sisters. Um, and I used to play cricket and soccer all the time, football. Um, and I had a very idyllic childhood, I, I think. And in fact, we used to be called, at my primary school, we used to be called the White Cosbys, which at the time was like a, a sign that you were a really perfect family. Obviously now, it makes you sound like <laughs> the White Racers. So not that great now, but back then it kind of was cool, you know? So, you know, obviously with context, it's not that good. We don't want to be the white costumes anymore. We want to be the white O'Leary or just right. O'Leary. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I grew up there and then went to school in Wellington and then became – I went to I went to university to do politics, actually, in the first instance, and then didn't really have a great time because I was, wasn't in the hostel, so I didn't make heaps of friends. I was like, oh, this is boring. So when I, I dropped out from university, went on the dole for 18, about 12 months, I think, actually, and watched Sky Sport all all year. And then went back and thought, oh, maybe I should do teacher. So I enrolled in teacher's college to become a primary school teacher, which I thought was the actual teacher, not early childhood, which is like just babysitting, you know. Um, <laughs> but then I got kicked out of teacher's twice because I'm a bit naughty. And then <laughs> the, while I was doing that, I was working as a reliever at Adelaide Early Childhood Centre, which is the job I had for 21 years and in that time I realized actually early childhood is where you need the most inspiring charismatic teachers ever so I became a teacher there and did my early childhood degree and then um, one of the parents at my center um, came up to me one day and said hey Karen I was like yeah these two guys are making this movie they need a couple of cops you should try out for I was like no I don't want to try out for that I'm an actor I don't want to do that she's like hey I reckon you'd be really good I was like no, I don't want to do it. She's like, oh. well, just come and chat to me on a Saturday. And on Saturday, and, and if you don't like it, I'll, I'll stop hassling you. So I turned up to this thing on Saturday. I was feeling a bit rough, and um, she'd organised an audition that I didn't know about with Cohen Holloway. So okay, right, just you just pretend you're a cop and say what you say if you're a cop. Is it? What? Oh, okay. And then the she's like, Tyker and Jermaine loved it. You're in the movie. Is it? What? So, so I ended up being in a Blinken movie. And then, you know, all the other stuff happened. And they're like, do you want to make a TV show? I was like, yes. <laughs> I don't know how to make a TV Yes. It's very accidental. I feel very fortunate. But I think, I think like, from my early childhood background, it's like, if you make an effort to make positive relationships with other people, then opportunities come to you. Maybe. I don't know. Sure. I like that philosophy. No, I do too. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think you're right. So... So you brought up that you were in the movie What We Do in the Shadows first in 2014. So when did the idea to develop um, O'Leary and Minogue into mm. their own like movie or television show, when did that come into play? How did that happen? Yeah, so the, we filmed the movie in 2012 and then it didn't come out until 2014. And then Paul Yates, who works with Taika and Jermaine um, as part of the New Zealand Documentary Board, 
Um, he's like the unsung hero. He does all of the hard work and gets none of the credit, but he's an amazing human. Um, I just remember getting a call from him maybe a year later saying, would you like to make it, made it prepared for a coffee? I've got, I've got an idea to, to, to pitch to you. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And that was then he was like, we've decided that all the reports have been that the cops are really funny. Maybe there's a spin-off show on this and would you be interested? I was like, yes. Okay, sure. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to be in a TV show, but I'll give it a go. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> So that was it probably, probably, and then everything in TV takes so long. I had no idea. It's not like teaching. Like you teach something, it happens at the same time. TV, it's like you say something, it takes a year for it to happen, you know? Right. Yeah. And you, you seem like a natural. I mean, you, so you had no previous acting experience prior to what we do in the shadows. Nah. Nah, I just want, I'm really good at acting as myself. And that's pretty much what I do in the show. So Okay. And, you know, we yeah. probably should have mentioned this earlier, but for those of us, or for those people out there listening who have not seen the show, how would you describe Wellington Paranormal? I'd describe it as a, a mockumentary-style show that is in the, in the fashion of, like, we've got a New Zealand police show called Police 107, which follows police officers around and sees what they're actually doing. So it's like that, but only then we've added paranormal entities to it. So we're, we're every week we're trying to deal with a different paranormal phenomenon and trying to do our best to solve the case or just walk away safely. <laughs> what we do most of the time. <laughs> my nose is a big etiquette. He's so scared. <laughs> um, aside from the U.S., internationally, are you guys shocked at all or surprised or by the success of the show? Or are you kind of like, thanks for catching up, everybody. We've been on for like three seasons. Now, I'm always, I'm always so happily surprised. It's, it's very lovely. It's, it's so nice that um, I've got some, obviously, my mum and dad are from England. So I've got some relatives over there that have been able to watch the show. And they're like, ha ha, so funny thing on the TV, Karen. I was like, yeah, whatever. Do you love it? Yeah. Um, and apparently, like, you know, we're, it, is, it is so funny that we're on in 60 countries around the world. Apparently, Mozambique, they can't get enough of Wellington Paranormal. So I would never have thought that Mozambique would be my big fan country. But I'm happy with that. I love, I love it. And I, if I get to go there, I will. You know, and them in Brazil, apparently. Yeah. So it's amazing. It's, it's really cool. And also, as you got to hear, the, um, I got sent Paul Yates, the producer, sent me the, um, the French voice version of our of our voices and i was like oh whoa i sound so sexy when i talk french i need to learn that <laughs> again because it's like and yeah it didn't sound like me at all but it sounded really sexy and <laughs> all right i think i think we can you send that to us can you oui, send us yes sir oui i'm fine i need to go to the toilet i'm fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> all right i have to know how what? hard is it to get through a scene without breaking character because i mean oh. every scene is hilarious so how hard is it and also who breaks character the most on the show well this is that's a very easy question to answer that's makabuhatu who plays sarge he is a terrible corpser he corpses all of the time and he's such a like his laugh is so infectious it makes it very hard. But I think for me and Mano, me and Mike, um, we've always got this competitive thing where we don't want to break. So we're quite good at staying straight the whole time. 
Um, but yeah, Monkey Bahadu, it's like, oh, you're laughing again, man. Come on, we're going to make this show. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things I love about the show is that you're so deadpan when you deliver your lines that it's just, that's what makes it so funny. Um, and also, how much of it is improvised? Yeah. Yeah, well, um, obviously, like, with the movie what we're doing in the shadows, that was there was no script whatsoever for that movie. So it was all improvised. Everything that we said was improvised. But with wow. the TV show, because of the, the, you know, whatever, making a TV show, you had to have, we had to have a script. So there was a script, and we always do a script version first that me and Mike would have learnt, and then Jermaine would probably often come in and say, maybe try this, you know, and he'd just have some really weird ideas that you're like, this is the one, and it would be really funny. And then he'd, and then we'd get, they're like, okay, well, Karen and Mike, you just say whatever you want to say. And so me and Mike would just talk rubbish as long as we could before they said, okay, cut, shut, shut up, you know. Um, so it's, it's a real combination of all three of those. So it's, yeah, some of the script and stuff, like we've got an amazing team of writers, a, a really diverse team of writers, like heaps of really innovative comedians, like women and men around New Zealand. Um, and then with Jermaine and Jackie Van Beek, who directs as well, Tim Van Dammen, they've always got amazing ideas. So you combine all of that with me and Mike talking shit, and that's what the end product. Well, now whenever I watch, I'm going to pay attention to the scenes where you're not breaking to see if I can catch which one of you are starting to break first now that I know that that... I've only done it once. So if really? you find that scene, yeah. That's amazing. Once. Yeah, I, I want to see blooper reels. Are there blooper reels? I'll send you some. Can you? Like, it can be on yeah. Vimeo, Lockdown. We won't share it, I promise, but we would love that. I don't that. believe you, but um, I will send it to you anyway because I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I did some Googling before this interview, obviously, because I was curious if there were any shows on television in New Zealand that are like, we have tons of paranormal reality shows here in the yeah. States. Um, and I couldn't really find a whole lot. Are there any shows like that in New Zealand that are popular? And if so, do you watch them? I should also add no shame if you do, because I watch the dumbest shit here in the States. So vehicle um so there other paranormal shows in new zealand nah, yeah like reality got, like ghost hunters nah. or all we've got is one of the paranormal country calendar which is a farming show and um shortland street which is our worst ever soap opera i should sorry i apologies to people i know that are on shortland street but that's pretty rubbish um so that's pretty <laughs> much the three shows we've got and the news we've got the news as well but everyone's got the news you know um so nah but i don't think we've got anything else like that yeah all right, fair enough. Um, You're probably better for it. Let's just yeah. say that much. Well, that's, well, yeah, found my niche, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, the a lot of the uh, ghost hunter shows and the reality TV shows where people are, you know, hunting ghosts are also pretty rubbish. So you're yeah. not oh, yeah, you're not yeah. missing much. No, but you've just reminded me, we do have the show like um, something like a, a sixth sense or a weird sense. And it's like this apparent clairvoyant who goes and finds out the answers to things and like, what are the, no, it's actually on a, um, Anika Moore, who hosts a show called Unleashed, interviewed me alongside this clairvoyant, and it was just honestly hilarious. But yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't believe what she says, but she's convinced. <laughs> what can you tell us about season four? Have you finished filming? Do you know when it's going to air? Is that the two <laughs> things you want to know? That's what I want to know. 
Anything okay, you can tell well, us about well, season you, four. You, you, you finished the second one with a, a, you know, a high rise. I was like, he's still uh, going. Yeah, so, no, no, no. That, that, that was like, because no, no, we no, don't no, even no, have... No, no. <laughs> we call Sharon on that all the time. I do that a lot. Our thank, producer thank over for, here. Thank you for finding my Achilles heel. Spencer, Spencer sort it out, man. I can't handle this questioning, you know? What is going on with that? Like, I'm about to answer, then it's like, no, she's still talking. Is she? Oh, she stopped. What? No, that's that's fair. I, I train her. I try, but it's it's she's untrainable. This interview is going off the rails. He he did not do a good job training me. Also, you found my one Achilles heel. Uh, so thank you for you know finding that and pointing You're it welcome. out. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. That's I'm a police officer. It's my job to investigate <laughs> things and find them out. Um, season four. What I can tell you about season four is that we have finished it, and it's in post production at the moment. So I've got to go and do some ADR which I find very difficult. You know how hard it is to, like, do you know what ADR is? Obviously you do. Do you or not? We, we do, but for those <laughs> listening who don't yeah. know, tell them. It's, what does it actually stand for? Even I don't know. Additional dialogue recording. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's either so that it's like or, it's or like automated sound- dialogue recording. Yeah. Exactly right. So it's like when the sounds, you've said something, but the sound's been shit or something's been scraping along and so it's rubbish. You've got to go and say exactly the same thing at exactly the same time your mouth moves again. And it's very, very hard to do that. Yeah, so we've got to do some of that. And then um, I think it's due to come out in New Zealand in February. Okay. Okay, so So then we'll probably get it a year later. Oh, probably five years later. (laughs) Right? We don't have season three yet, and it took how long to get season one and two? So, but we'll be rooting for it. They're holding out season three on, well, I don't don't trust me on this, but I think they're holding out season three because they're going to put season three and four together. So I reckon you'll get early uh, next year. Okay. Yeah, and season right. three is the best one yet, and then season four is even better. So look forward to Ooh. it. If we have to write a letter or make calls to make that happen sooner in the U.S., let us know. We'll do it. Yeah, just write to me, and I'll um, see what I can do. Okay. <laughs> um, so you film in Wellington. Is everything on location? Do you use any sets? Yes, we do. We have used sets. Um, most of it's on location, like in the Hutt Valley, because that's where, near where Avalon Studios is, where we do lots of the um, internal kind of police stuff. Um, but we've built a set, like when we did the, oh, you haven't seen this one, the Fear Factory, which is a hilarious episode where I made up with my mum. We had to build a replica of the actual Fear Factory. It's like this place you're going to just get scared for and pay money to get scared. A weird concept, but people do it. Um, so they built one a, 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 a big set in Avalon. And similarly, like we had a, another scene from season four where we were we were toppling over at the edge of a big building on a car. So they built a big set for that. Yeah, so it's a mixture. Does Wellington have any famous haunted locations that you know of or um, famous paranormal stories? <clears throat> yes. Um, well, obviously... If, did you, did you guys see the, the Mount Vic Hooters, the, the one about the tunnel? We did. We actually, yeah. 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 I've, I've been through that tunnel before. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. 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 Did people shoot their horn in that tunnel? Mm-hmm. That yeah, we were on a tour thing? of, um, we did a, a Weta workshop tour, mm-hmm. but the, the tour guide who actually looked and talked a lot like um, Michael Caine, he, yeah. <laughs> he drove us all around New uh, Wellington 
and you know showed us some of the sites you know outside of Weta. Um, yeah. But we went through that tunnel, and he told us about the honking and. Um, wh- did he tell you why why it happened? <clears throat> he yeah, I'm sure he did. I don't I don't remember, don't remember off the top of my head. Because apparently the reason that people honk in the tunnel is because when that was getting built in 1938, I think, um, one of the workers killed his partner and buried her alive in the rubble of the actual of the of the tunnel. And so the honking was to to let her ghost out or whatever, and that's why people honk in the tunnel all the time. Oh, I just thought it was because the acoustics sounded really cool. Well, it does. It's been, I used to bike through there every day to go, to go to high school, and it was like lovely slash horrific when you're trying to bike <laughs> through and you're like, oh, God, it stinks like carbon dioxide. Ah, oh, God, and there's a big hoot, you know. Yeah. yeah, but it was actually because of that poor, sad woman who passed away. Interesting. Aww. Any Any other Sorry. stories? Uh, oh yeah, I've got one more story. Like, and um, this is a true story. That in the ghost episode, the ghost house episode in the first season, when we had that that seventies party ghost, mm-hmm. yes, um, that was a massive house in Kandala, which was like it had become derelict, and so we managed to get it for for filming, and we went there on 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 set, and we're like, oh, we better get a komatua, which is like a an elder woman to to bless the house to make it okay. To do a karakia. Um, and so we got this this komatua to come and she's like, Oh, there's um this there's a woman here. And we're like, What? And she had no no idea what the show was about. She had, she was just there to bless the house. And she was like, Oh, you know, there's a woman here, but you no, know, she's really happy with what you're doing. And we were like, Okay, that's weird. And then we looked up who had previously owned the house before it had become derelict. And it was a, a theatre, like a, a well-known Wellington theatre actor who was a total thespian and who loved, you know, loved the arts and, and creativity and stuff like that. And so she was she was obviously, well, potentially the woman that this Komatua had seen or been aware of. And, and then we got another story, like from the, um, an electrician turned up to the house before we filmed to make sure it was okay and safe. And he rang Paul Yates. He's like, oh, look, you know, I've, I've been to the house like, the lights are on. There's like a woman inside, but she's not letting me in. And he's like, I've, I've, tried, I've knocked on the door, but she's just she's not coming to the door. And this is a true story. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making it up. We love and, this. Um, yeah. And so then he's like, so I just had to leave, but I'll go back tomorrow. But there was, there's no one, no one's been in that house for 20 years. But there was lights on. There was a woman that he saw in the house, and it must have been that theatre woman, in my opinion. But I don't know. And she was like, they're filming a TV show at my house. Yeah, I, I love it. I'm going to try to the house. I can't even what I'm tidying up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. She was waiting yeah. for her cameo, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, she's probably, she's, I'm sure she's in it somewhere. I'm going to have to watch that episode again now. And yeah, now I'm going to like totally hardcore yeah. watch every single ghost. Yeah. Maybe one's not an actor. <laughs> yeah, well, it seemed like when we were doing that, this scene with the, with the toilet upside the up and being in the upside down. And this is yeah. another running that I've always got. And he's like, because I never watch TV or movies. I'm terrible. I'm like, nah, this, you know, I'd read the newspaper. That's about it. And when they said they had that line about, are you in the upside down? I was like, I was like what What do you mean? I, I actually had no idea what the upside down was. I was like, I don't understand this joke, but, but I'll just try and say it. But it was perfect because I had no idea. And it was made it funnier. 
That's awesome. I love it. We're going to switch gears slightly from paranormal. Um, we generally try not to get too overly political on Horse Talk Horror, but um, for Sharon? because I'll tell you why. Because okay. people from Texas email us and call us cunts. That happened. <laughs> that happened. Like, I would be happy to be called that. Well, we were so like, hope- we we made it. We got hate mail. We finally made it. I know, I know exactly how you feel. I've had some of it myself. On Facebook, it was like, oh, for goodness, it's all those anti-vaxxers, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It was it was because we we said something about the new abortion bill in Texas, and then oh. we also we also <laughs> said that white privilege exists. So he sent us a long right. hate mail calling us a, a bunch of cunts and. Fuck us and blah, whatever. That, it's, it's lovely. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll email it to you. Fuck you. And that's lucky for you guys because he sounds like an absolute wanker. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. we blocked him. But yeah. um, I will yeah, say that we're. We're all feminists at this table, including Spencer. Mm. So um, you're in you're in good company here. But um, I was curious because uh, I read an article from June of 2020 by Emily Brooks on the New Zealand site Stuff, and it was entitled yeah. "Wellington Paranormals Karen O'Leary on Being Karen but Not a Karen." Um, yeah. I clicked on it because I was thinking, "Oh, it's an interview with Karen O'Leary," and she talked yeah. about the Karen phenomenon, which I think yeah. really kind of started here in America. But I, I was curious, is that a big thing out like in New Zealand or outside oh, yeah. of? Being a Karen. Yeah. Like that yeah, whole being like. A, yeah. Being a Karen yeah. definitely is a big thing over here. But but again, like I was trying to say that in that thing with stuff, I think it's a bit misconstrued. Like it, it started off as a, a movement by people of color in America to say, just because you're a woman right. doesn't give you the right to be racist or whatever. And now, obviously, as is always the case, white people have pulled that and they've used it as an excuse to either um, hassle women or make them feel stink for being um, assertive. Or then, similarly, like men have used it as a as reason to say, oh, you're just, you're just being a total care and stop moaning. So, yeah. Well, I but just wanted to say... Here. My name sucks, New Zealand. Well, I was going to say that that was the first thing I ever read with you. Like in terms of any piece in or like before yeah. I even saw this show. And I just wanted to say that that article actually made me like a huge, huge fan of yours because oh. I loved how you were funny, but then you also dropped a truth bomb about how as a feminist, it's important to clarify that being an assertive woman who demands respect and fair treatment is not a bad thing unless you are being an assertive, racist racist asshole yeah. um, and you just went on to say and I have to read this because I think it's so funny quote I love okay. that my name is Karen because as someone who doesn't necessarily fit your typical bill of a Karen or even a woman it's been quite fun to watch and I like making jokes at its expense unquote fucking a I just want to <laughs> say you I love it well played thank you for that Thank you. I, th- I think often humor is the, the best way to try and help hopefully change people that are idiots, you know? I agree you know, completely. Than, otherwise, they just get defensive. I, I also uh, listened to that interview, and I have a quick comment I would like to make, because you okay. also mentioned the name Sharon in that interview, yes, no, which no, no, no. is my name. 
<laughs> I think you were trying to throw all Sharons under the bus with all the Karens just because our names rhyme. But then you yeah. redeemed yourself by saying Sharons are a little more, quote, rough and ready, end quote. And you apologize to all the Sharons. So I just want to say on behalf of all the Sharons of the world, we collectively accept your apology. Well, I appreciate that. I, didn't I end up trying to call it Dave or David? Let's call it Dave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although you did, I have to, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that I, you had mentioned your middle name is Lorraine. And when did uh, I do that? In that oh, same article. My most embarrassing thing is, yeah. No, don't be it. embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed I because am. I'm mentioning this because I did spend time with family recently, including my two-year-old baby cousin that I've not been able to see because of the pandemic, whose name is Rainy. She was named after her grandmother, Lorraine. And I want to oh. give a quick shout out to her godmother, Julie, who's a fan of our show. And I told her we were going to be interviewing you and she freaked out. So what's up, Julie? But there are other Lorraines well, in good the world. You, Julie. I'm so lovely to talk to you. I'm, have a great time with your goddaughter, Rainy. And <laughs> I hope Lorraine's it's a there. time. <laughs> Lorraine's making a comeback. Rainy for short. Oh, yeah. I like I'm it. Karen, I'm, I'm going to make a new show in New Zealand actually called... Um, like I said, one of our one shows is Country Calendar, the farming show. But I'm going to make a show called Country Carinder, where I just go around New Zealand and talk to Karens and see how cool they are. And then everyone's like, well, yeah, Karen's a cool name. Yeah, that's I my plan. It. I'll watch it. I'll totally watch yeah, right. it. I'll send it to you on Vimeo, along with the Bluetooth reel. <laughs> I'll be waiting. Send yeah, it to you'll be waiting email. a long time, probably. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> well, we want more Wellington Paranormal first. And then, okay, well, that's coming. It's on its way. It's on its way. Okay. So, okay, don't get nervous, but whenever we do an interview, we like to do a little lightning round with our, our, our interviewees. So yes, we're going we're gonna to do a lightning round. Are you ready? Yes, I don't know what it is, but I'm ready. Okay, cool. Is it like rapid fire? K- kind of, yeah. Just It's not. It's no. not. <laughs> you know, we oh. call it a lightning Jesus, round. Shush. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to these guys. <laughs> Spencer's always trying to mansplain podcasting I know, to us. I know what a lightning round is. Even if I don't, I don't care. I'm listening to these guys. They will explain it to me. Go. <laughs> so, lightning round. Start now. Get your thumb you, out of my way. What? That, she saw your thumb. Okay. First question. Are you a believer in the paranormal? Why or why not? No judgment. Yes and no. Yes and no. I think that I, I believe in spirits and their, their presence, but I think feel like you've got to be someone that believes in that to warrant it happening to you. So maybe if you're not a believer, paranormal stuff doesn't exist, but if you are open to that kind of thing, then you may, maybe are open to things like spirits or presences um, coming into your life. Good answer. We're not judging you on your answer, trust me. This is just Thank for fun. Well. But it was a good answer. Thank you. <laughs> All right. What do you, Karen O'Leary, have in common with Officer Karen O'Leary? And what are your biggest differences? I think we have got the same voice. We look the same. <laughs> um, we've got the same sexuality. Um, and the differences would be that I think I, I would hope that I'm a little bit funnier than her. And like, you know, <laughs> like to have a joke more than she does. She's pretty straight laced. And that, you know, that drives me insane sometimes. I'm like, come on, can you just cheer the fuck up? But, um, yeah, so I think, generally speaking, we're, we're not that we're not that different. But um, I think 
I'm definitely more for a good time than she is. She's more for a sensible time. All right. Good to know for when I come visit New Zealand. Um, yeah, and you visit are me, don't visit Larry. Yeah, you want to visit me. It'd be way more fun. Okay, cool. <laughs> I like to have fun too, so that sounds like yeah. a good time. Right. Um, do you like scary movies? And if so, what is your favorite scary movie? Yes, I do. And actually, we got Mike and I got sent over to the Sally Lloyd Screens Festival in Sheffield, like in, I don't know, two years ago. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't really like horror films freak me out. But then I, I was like, oh, no, they've flown me all the way from New Zealand to Sheffield. I better go to be polite. And end up going and thinking, these are actually really funny. Like, they're actually, they're not actually scary and hor- horrific. They're actually really funny, but also a little bit scary. So I guess my favorite, I remember being terrorized by, First of all, the Michael Jackson thriller video. That was my the, the first thing I got, and I had nightmares for a month about that. And then uh, Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street. That was my other one that yeah, I've ne- has never let me go. Us too. That was how we bonded at age eight, because we both were the only eight-year-olds in third grade who knew who Freddy Krueger was. Yeah, and he was always in the back of your car. So I was, I was driving, I was like, oh, he's going to be in the back of the car. <laughs> in the rearview mirror or something I know. like that. <laughs> yeah. Then I got a jersey that looked just like his one. I was like, this is a cool jersey because it looked pretty crude, but I was still scared to even be wearing it. Yeah. (laughs) All right, next question. I don't want to offend you, but Queenstown, New Zealand is actually my favorite city in the world. I I apologize, I apologize. (laughs) Um, But it's also known as the adventure capital of the world. Have you ever partaken and any adventures like bungee jumping, hang gliding, or jet boating, or do you like to keep two feet on the ground at all times? Like it's ever or in Queenstown? It's just thing. ever anywhere. I mean, they, they I do bungee, bungee jumping in Auckland, and I, it, you know, I bungee all... jumped. I bungee jumped from Taupo down a massive big river thing in Taupo. I skydived from um, fifteen thousand feet in Queenstown, just not that long ago, actually. Um, I've been on a jet boat in. Um, Queenstown and in Rotorua um, and what were the other ones that I should have done? I haven't uh, hang, gliding hang gliding. Yeah I haven't done that but I'll do that if you want it's, yeah yes. I like that kind of thing I love it. Because I've done all of those except hang gliding as well so Yeah well then well, we've got to hang glide together it'll be great <sighs> Hey um sorry just, Logan Logan can you get me the battery for your mum's computer because it's about to run out and this would be terrible <laughs> with a charger Thank you. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> well, we'll wait until the charger gets there just in case. Yeah. Well, I'll go, and, I'll go facilitate that and go for a quick, quick, don't record this, but or don't put it on, but I'm going to go for a quick wee and then I'll come back. Is that okay? Okay. <laughs> go, go, <laughs> for go for it. it. You can put that on like mine. <laughs> anyone anyone got a wee? All right. Are you ready for the next lightning round question? Yeah, totally bust the lightning round by going to the toilet midway through. But yeah, sorry, I'm reading now. No, that, that's all right. We had a lightning round with one guest, and he told us like a 30 minute story in the lightning round. Oh, I'm not going to do that. Okay, I'm reading now. I'm just going to be so succinct. You just look for, look out. We don't care. We love talking with you. So yeah, yeah, okay. it could be a slow drizzle as as opposed to lightning. Yeah. It's fine. A slow moving storm, yeah. as he I think he called it. Cyclone. Uh, yeah, yeah, a tornado of information. Well, since this is a horror podcast, what is Halloween like in New Zealand? Is it a huge deal or as popular as it is here in the States? It's becoming more and more popular. Um, and it's 
funny because I have had a bit of an issue with Halloween because I'm like, oh, okay, man. as a teacher, I'm like, what what kind of a tradition is like? Go to someone's house, say, give me what I want, something good. Otherwise, I'm going to do something really mean to you. And I have an issue with that philosophy. So I I feel like it should be um you should go to someone's house and say, I want to give you something good, and if <laughs> you don't want it, then I'll put something shit in your letterbox, you know. But yeah. <laughs> But it's becoming more and more and more and more popular in New Zealand. But then I worry about the consumerism that's attached to that. Mm. Yeah. But I, but you know who doesn't have a good dress up? Right or a good scare? Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, would you like to have a, a really good flight from me? Because I can give you one for free. <laughs> that would be nice. Rather than like, if you don't give me some lollies, I'm going to freak you out and I'm going to do something really shit to your house. <laughs> and I did do that as a young person. And you don't need to just do it on Halloween. You can just walk around asking people if you want to scare the shit out of yeah. them any day yeah. of the year. Would you like? Would you fancy a fright? Because I've got a frightening thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's just, you guys are right. Every day should be Halloween, not just one day of the year. It's like I mean, it like kind having, of is to us. Yeah, it's like having like Gay Pride Day. It's like, well, we can't be gay any other day than Gay Pride Day. It's like, well, can't right. be gay all of the days, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> you guys, we take people out every day, and that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree too. Great. So then we're in agreement. <laughs> we're all in agreement. <laughs> um. So <laughs> what? You've probably been asked this before, but I really want to know. Uh, being a again. I don't want to answer answer this again. No, you don't have to. You you can you can you can um you know choose to uh, you can say pass. If you don't like the question. I never right. will say pass. I'm always into it. Go. <laughs> so I'm personally a huge Lord of the Rings fan. And now New Zealand is pretty much synonymous with Middle Earth. Yeah, I knew that was, I was expecting that look. <laughs> well, one, are you a Lord of the Rings fan? Have you done any of the Lord of the Rings tours? And how do you feel about New Zealand basically being claimed as Middle Earth? due to the success of the films. Are you like, fuck Tolkien and everybody yeah, else? Yeah, are you like, you know, Peter Jackson could just fuck off, Tolkien can go yeah. eat a well, dick. Peter <laughs> his own Kai, and he's got some issues that I don't agree, there's some things that I don't agree with in terms of Peter Jackson, in terms of his, mm-hmm. him wanting to own Miramar, which is where I grew up, you know, so that's my actual neighbourhood. And he sounds some pretty shafty things, in my opinion. Mm. Um, in far as, as far as Tolkien goes, I never read the books. I never actually, you know, didn't know about that stuff. But, you know, but I actually accidentally was camping at Kaitoki um, one time and we went to the went for a bushwalk with, with the kids and they're like, you can't be here. And they were obviously filming The Hobbit. And so I had no idea that that's what was happening. But I I'd stumbled across this and got told off big time for trying to walk into this big scene. So I have been part of that um, filmmaking process, but not on purpose. Purely <laughs> by accident. And I was like, ugh. This is dumb. I just want to go camping. Why can't I walk through the bush? <laughs> That's that probably the. the... I feel like I missed uh, so so I'm guessing you're not a Lord of the Rings fan, then, or have you seen any of the films? Yeah, I have. I have watched the first three. Is it the, okay. like the the main three, and then there's mm-hmm. that after one that's the before one. It's like Star Wars. Like you can't keep up. You're like, don't make movies after the movies that go before <laughs> the other movies. Like, like this doesn't make no sense to me. So your feelings towards the films, is that kind of how most New Zealanders are? Is they're just kind of over 
the whole Lord of the Rings thing and it just kind of want to go back to being New Zealand and not Middle Earth? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think probably we do. We always have a sense of pride and that people like the fact that we were, were Middle Earth, and I think that's something that we we do value and like. But then it's that shift between why can't we just be known as being great in terms of our own actual country rather than having to be a fictional land, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But maybe that's just me talking politically rather than as a avenue. No, that makes that. that makes sense, and I I yeah. think you know uh, because you are you're you're a very small country, but you have a rich history and. You know, this is kind of overshadowing yeah, so much of New yeah. Zealand. Like, so much of what people know of New Zealand, like, you know, from the U.S. and the rest of the world, yeah. they kind of relate it to the story, and it shouldn't be that way. No, no, it should be. It should be. Why, why are we not telling the stories about our tangata whenua, our indigenous Māori people, and, and seeing that as our real strength in terms of who we are as a country? And I guess mm-hmm. that has, you know, that colonization has has done all sorts of damage to groups in New Zealand that I think should be, that should be focused on in terms of being undone. I've never read the books either and I've seen the films and I'm, I guess, a fan, but I'm not a hardcore Lord of the Rings person, but I just think that New Zealand's beautiful, so I want to come see it oh. just for New Zealand. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have to love um, Lord of the Rings to love the scenery. It's amazing. We've got such amazing, beautiful landscapes everywhere. Yeah. Um, but also... If you did have to, if you did have to sleep with one of the people in Lord of the Rings, who would it be? That's what I want to know. That's my question. Did you say sleep with? Lightning round. What? Sean Astin and or um, what's his face? Uh, Oh, yeah. He's Mikey from the Goonies. I love the Goonies. Yes. Yeah, he's Mikey. So I would 100% Sean Astin. Okay. Yeah. Great. Sharon? Sharon? I just want to you, you said sleep with, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, um, Liv Tyler for sure. <laughs> How about you? How about you? What? Oh, no, I How about you? you? I don't have to answer the question. I asked you. The question. <laughs> nah, for me, probably definitely. Um, Kate Blanchett. Who was she again? <gasps> Ooh, that's a Gal- good choice. She plays Galadriel. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah she's yeah. she's kind of though a given. I feel like Kate Blanchett across because it doesn't yeah, have to be Lord of the Rings for me. I should have chosen the man. That would have been out of it you know okay i'll choose um Viggo mortensen oh could Actually, we, could I don't we... want to. Uh, please don't i don't want to choose him no no we're just joking peter jackson. But... i'll choose peter jackson i mean and, uh, oh okay we, we can edit no. that part out if you I'll know fran walsh. fran walsh yeah well so okay i'm asking this next question Actually, for me and Sharon, but technically Sharon's married. Um, I can't believe I'm asking. Well, look, we've all been there. (laughs) I can't can't believe you're making me ask this, but um, would you be willing to give Jermaine Clement both of our phone numbers? And is he single? I'm sort of kidding, but not really. (laughs) Um, I would definitely, I could give you his phone number. Um, but he'd probably tell me off and be like, oh, Karen, why'd you do that? Don't so do that. Quiet. Don't do that. We he's want so you humble. on Wellington Paranormal. He's not single. He's married to the lovely Miranda, who's a great friend of mine. And I go over there for dinner um, quite often. And um, no, Jermaine's a great guy. And we actually were in a, a feature film that Jackie Van Beek wrote and Aman Valentine directed um, down south last year. Um, we both get to be completely naked on screen together. So look forward to that. 
we will. Or not. But depending on what tickles you fancy. But for real, we are fans. Please yeah. tell his lovely That's wife, nice. I mean no offense. Yes. Yes. He's, he's, he's such a lovely guy. Like he's, he should have the ego of a, I don't know, a blue whale. Like he's so talented. <laughs> he's so great. But he's so humble. He's so lovely. He's just the kindest, nicest person you could ever meet. He's he seems like it. Know. That, that's lovely to hear. I love, and even like just talking with you, I love when we see someone that we admire on screen and then we get to see them and talk to them or find out that they're good people, yourself included. So that's nice to know. Thank you. And again, all due respect to his wife. We're messing around no, here. Yeah. That, that, so look, she knows everyone's fancy the pants of Jermaine. You know, even like, <laughs> even lesbians fancy Jermaine. Like it's, you know, you just, it's just the, got those lips and the face and stuff you know and he's a lovely guy <laughs> tell tell him next time you have dinner with him that there's a couple of whores in chicago that are <laughs> big fans of his i definitely will pass it on yep for sure in and that phrasing up. that'll go over well yep. i'm sure couple, hey jimmy i met this couple of whores right and if they pay <laughs> on you so keen and they're in chicago yep <laughs> all on. right Last question. Okay. Um, finally, <laughs> if me and Mindy apply to be New Zealand citizens, can you put mm. in a good word for us? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Because it's it's very hard. I've already looked into applying, and it's 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 not so easy. Well, it's even, it's even hard for New Zealand's that uh, actual New Zealand to come back to New Zealand now with MIQ and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I feel oh. your pain, but I don't feel as much as I feel the pain for New Zealanders that are wanting to get home to be with their families and they can't even get into the country. It's a, it's oh, a for sure, sure. Yeah, so um, definitely you are in the queue, but after the New Zealanders that want to come home. To be fair, I've been looking into it for like 10 years. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a long time. Um, what you need to do is come over to New Zealand and marry a New Zealander. So I can hook you up with Jermaine. You can marry him, mate. Oh, no, he's already married. Um, I've, I know some other New Zealanders. That if they're, they're not too bad, you know? Yeah. I'm the single one. Men, women, I'm, yeah, what I'm about down. Spencer? Does Spencer want to come or not? You... He's married to her, so I I'm only that. single one. Saying, like, it's going to be hard for her to come and marry a New Zealander if she's married to Spencer. He'll he'll let me get a divorce from him so I can marry someone. And then once, you know, I'm a citizen then Spencer can come over and marry me and I'll be a citizen, you know. Oh, it's all getting very complicated now. I think the best thing is, um, yeah. Stick I with think, the single one right here. But, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I think you, you should come over and then maybe a friend can visit you. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right, well, Karen, thank you so much for coming on the show. We cannot wait for seasons three and four to be available here in the U.S. It's going to um, be amazing. Oh my gosh, we cannot wait. I, I do not doubt they'll be amazing. Yep. Um, please, before we say goodbye, uh, tell us any, you know, are there any other projects that you're working on? Anything you want to promote? Where can people find you on the social medias? Yeah, um, you can find me on the social media, like on the Instagram thing. I've, I've got a name, but I can't remember what it is. And I'm on um, Twitter. And I can't remember what my name is on that either. But it's like, if you look me up, then you'll find me. Um, and okay. then I've got, yeah, like I said, New Tuesday is coming out hopefully early next year, which should be an amazing film and a very empowering experience. Um, and another, a couple of other feature films, Michelle Sable, who's a Wellington-based director and writer, she's amazing. It's her first feature film. And I'll play a security guard in that. And then 
Lauren Taylor's made her first feature film, and I play a marriage celebrant in that, and I marry Jermaine Clement to his theoretical partner. So it's, it's all it's all very linked in Wellington. You always work the same. When I turned up, he was like, Jermaine was like, what are you doing here? I was like, I'm marrying you. He's like, are you? And this is, you know, yeah. So um, got a couple of things. And The Eggplant, I think, is another great show that I is on in, on YouTube, which is about keeping young people safe in relation to the internet. So that's something you should check out, especially if you've got young people in your house. Yeah. Awesome. We do not, unless you count Spencer, um, he's... Well, <laughs> is, is he's probably, is he addicted to porn or like does he have issues sending nudes or has he been a subject, uh, like a groomed ever by anyone? He does he had, spend a lot of time on the internet. Yeah, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't watch the eggplants on YouTube. I play a principal, a school principal, so it'll be really helpful for him. And probably for you guys too. I, I think he actually has a, a question for you, if you'll allow it. No. No. I will. <laughs> yes, Spencer, um, what can I do for you, mate? Hello. Um, hello. I'm just really curious about the New Zealand sense of humor in general, um, you know, between your show yeah. and what we do in the shadows and, you know, everything that Jermaine uh, uh, and Taika Watiti and all those wonderful people mm. have done. There's this amazing New Zealand sense of humor that just is so special and r- dry. And I, I don't know, do, have you ever actually put some thought into what that is? I have now. <laughs> um, <laughs> That should no, have been I, one of our lightning round questions. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think I think maybe what it is is, is that New Zealanders often undersell themselves. So we we never we don't want to boast about anything. We're like, oh no, no, she'll be right. You know, it's all good. So we never want to brag about anything. So maybe that's fed into our how we deliver our comedy. It's like we don't want to overstate it or oversell it. So we're kind of a little bit low key. We're deadpan and hopefully just out the nuance in terms of us not really caring about something that's hilarious is actually funny in itself. Maybe? It, it, it is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think genetically I'm a little bit New Zealander because I just love that so much. Yeah, well, even saying that was like, you didn't look that excited when you said it. So that was really good. Like, I really liked it. Like, yeah, so I just think genetically I'm, I'm kind of a bit New Zealand. That was really classy. Otherwise, like as an American, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I totally get that." I'm like, "I'm totally, I'm so New Zealand. I'm New Zealand comedy." But you would, you did a New Zealand version. It was great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> and I just laugh at everything, and I'm just enjoying myself. So I'm, I don't think I have that deadpan humor, but I enjoy watching it. No, but you can, you can, you, you can. You don't need to be deadpan when you're delivering it. You can laugh at other people being funny. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Thank you again to Karen O'Leary for taking the time to talk with us. We really, really, really appreciate it. You have no idea. Also, thank you all for listening to us as well. If you would like to see the actual video recording of the interview we did with Karen, please go subscribe to our Patreon at the $5 or higher level. Uh, That will get you access to this exclusive video post that we are going to put on our Patreon. It will only be available there. It won't be on our YouTube page. Sorry. Um, (laughs) um, There is going to be extra footage in the video as well. We had a little pre-interview chit-chat, so you'll get to see that. And also... Unfortunately, Patreon does not have this feature yet where you can do a one-time only donation, but if you go to Patreon and you 
sign up for at least $5. Um, you can watch the video and then you can just cancel. So it's a one-time fee of $5 or higher if you choose to do that. Um, but and we will never let you in again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you back if you want to come back. Um, but, you know, that's another option if you do want to see this video. And you can just send us a message and say, hey, you know, not joining monthly, but just wanted to check out the video. So that's great, too. Also, please write to us at horstalkhor at gmail.com. As always, you can write to us with any episode ideas, recommendations on what to watch, any ghost stories you want to share with us, true crime stories, creepy stories, uh, whatever you would like us to read on our show. Please do subscribe to us, rate and review us on your streaming platform of choice. As always, it does help us get more exposure, which helps us to keep doing the show, which we like to do, et cetera, et cetera. We would be most grateful. If you are able to, of course, please go ahead and join our Patreon for both the Karen videos, but also to get early access to episodes and see exclusive posts and maybe even get some cool goodies in the mail, maybe? See for yourself. Um, please be kind to each other out there. Stay safe. And as always, thanks for being creepy with us. <laughs>